Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Our thanks to Adams Road Band for that musical introduction. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. With me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. We continue looking at this article that was in the Salt Lake Tribune. It was published on December 19, 2017. We know it's not real fresh, but certainly there's something that we can learn from it. It was titled, Four Takeaways from a New Book that Challenges Mormons to Learn More About Their Own Doctrine and to Discard Protestant Notions About the God They Worship. The article is mainly announcing a book that came out in November of 2017, a book written by a husband and wife team, Fiona and Terrell Givens, and the title of the book is The Christ Who Heals, How God Restored the Truth That Saves Us. What fascinates me, though, Eric, is that you take a man like Terrell Givens. He's not a stupid man, and yet he makes some comments that makes me wonder, is he even trying to understand the situation here? Yesterday we talked about what he said about Luther and Calvin abandoning Christian belief and free will. And as I challenged that argument in yesterday's show, they weren't saying that man didn't have any free will. What would mankind even look like without having any type of free will? We just walk around in circles? What would that even look like? Obviously, man does have a free will, but as we pointed out yesterday from the book of Romans chapter 3 and also Ephesians 1, man does not desire to seek out the true and living God. He does not want to make himself subservient to the true and living God. Paul makes this very clear in Romans 3, starting with verse 10, going on down to verse 13. And that's a repetition of what we find back in the Psalms, in Psalm 14 and Psalm 53. So I think God wants us to understand that man does not seek after God. His will does not want to seek after God. And as we cited from Romans chapter 3, verse 10, There is no one righteous, not even one. Now, after the Givenses, and I'm assuming this is Terrell Givens in this particular case, who's giving this interview for this article in the Salt Lake Tribune, he goes on to give the impression that Mormons want to find a religious strand with a familiar spirit. Now, that phrase right there kind of makes me nervous. The Givenses say they should look to Eastern Christianity rather than Roman Catholicism or its Protestant spinoffs. Now, that leads us into the next subheading, where it says the notion of becoming like God may not be so heretical. What does the author of this article, David Noyce, go on to say about that, Eric? He writes, Broadway's blockbuster Book of Mormon musical may make that tenet seem strange with the laughter-inducing lyric that Latter-day Saints believe they someday will get their own planets. But, the authors point out, early Christian thinkers taught the principle of deification, that humans can have a union with God and become like Him, and Eastern Orthodox followers still do. Now here again, we find 
a Mormon, in this case Terrell Givens, is trying to equate, to some extent at least, the Mormon doctrine of godhood with the Eastern Orthodox teaching of theosis. And what do they do in this interview? They do the same thing we've seen other Mormon apologists do in years past, and that is they cherry-pick these quotations from people like Irenaeus and Clement of Alexandria, and they try to make it sound like those two men and Athanasius believed what Mormons believe, as if, wow, they're the ones restoring this teaching. Again, they want to have it both ways. Wouldn't Eastern Orthodoxy come under the umbrella of a complete apostasy? So why are you grabbing on to this teaching when Eastern Orthodoxy, according to Mormonism, is a part of this universal apostasy? How do you know that doctrine that's in Eastern Orthodoxy isn't a false doctrine? Well, a Mormon would argue because Joseph Smith taught it. Well, Joseph Smith really didn't teach theosis. And those who believe in theosis certainly do not agree that Mormonism is teaching the same thing. But what does this article say about that? They quote Irenaeus, a Christian theologian from the second century, who said Jesus, quote, became what we are that he might make us what he himself is, end quote. A fellow Eastern scholar, Clement of Alexandria, said, quote, the word of God became man, that thou mayest learn from man how man may become God, end quote. Says Fiona Givens, quote, the idea of theosis is very, very strong in the early Christian tradition, end quote. Latter-day Saints go further by taking the promise of becoming joint heirs with Christ literally. Okay, so what they are trying to imply is that this idea of theosis being very strong in the early Christian tradition, and we might say that it's very strong in Eastern Orthodoxy, but the Western Church doesn't really hold to it. But is there really a comparison here that should be made by Latter-day Saints? Not when you ask Eastern Orthodox scholars. For instance, right after this article came out, well, I should say about a month after it came out, the Salt Lake Tribune also ran an article by Bob Mims, and this came out on January 20th, 2018. The title of his piece was, Humans Can Become Like God? Question mark. Mormons say Orthodox Christians have similar belief, but that's news to Orthodox Christians. What does that title say? It's telling us that even though Mormons might say that Eastern Orthodox Christians hold to this view that they assume is similar to the Mormon view, that's not what Eastern Orthodox scholars say. The article goes on to cite the Lorenzo Snow couplet, As man now is, God once was. As God now is, man may be. Speaking of Lorenzo Snow, who would become the Utah-based faith's fifth president, it is the first part of that couplet, more than the last, that furrows the brows of Orthodox clerics. And then it goes on to cite Reverend Josiah Trenum. He said the LDS teaching on God, theosis, and the afterlife is considered heretical by Eastern Orthodox Christianity. It is heretical on many grounds. And he actually is an author, educator, and frequent lecturer for the Orthodox Theological Society of America. Then he continues and says, first, God is spirit, not flesh. Latter-day Saints commit deep anthropomorphist 
misreadings of Scripture in teaching that God has a body. And as for the couplet's assertion that God himself was once a created being like humans, quote, this, to an Orthodox Christian, is utterly blasphemous, he says. It undermines the union of the persons of the Holy Trinity. So what we find here, according to Josiah Trenum, who, as you say, is an author and educator and uh, is a lecturer for the Orthodox Theological Society of America, he's looking at the Lorenzo Snow couplet as heretical and blasphemous. Now, he's not the only one that has problems with this. In fact, you mentioned C.S. Lewis earlier in the show. A number of Mormon apologists have referred to C.S. Lewis. But if you read the book Mormon America, which, by the way, I find, I know it's out of print now, but I think Richard Osling and Joan Osling, a husband and wife team who put this book together, The Power and the Promise, Mormon America, they have a section here titled How God Came to Be God. And in this section, they talk about this very issue of theosis. They talk about C.S. Lewis. In fact, they mentioned Robert Millet in his book, The Mormon Faith, A New Look at Christianity, where he said that Lewis taught this notion, referring to a view similar to what Mormons believe. The next paragraph on page 308 in Mormon America says, Did he? The real C.S. Lewis was aware of the Book of Mormon and assumed that Joseph Smith wrote it. Then he mentions Evan Stevenson, concerned that some Mormon scholars had made Lewis into a crypto-Mormon to the detriment of strengths and LDS distinctives and had failed to understand the context within which Lewis actually wrote, contributed a corrective essay in a 1997 issue of Dialogue. I've read that article. And what Stevenson does is he goes through a lot of these statements that Lewis made and statements that Mormons have made about Lewis, showing that Lewis really wasn't a closet Mormon, as many Latter-day Saints tend to believe. The book goes on to say on page 309 that Lewis did write a number of passages that do appear to express deification, but all of them are within a context of maintaining the unbridgeable gap between creature and creator who are different instruments. And that would be pretty much in line with what Eastern Orthodox scholars have said. We have quoted on this show Timothy Ware, or Callistus Ware, an Eastern Orthodox bishop. And Ware said this, he says, It's clear to me that C.S. Lewis understands the doctrine of theosis in essentially the same way as the Orthodox Church does. Indeed, he probably derived his viewpoint from reading such Greek fathers as Athanasius. On the other hand, the Mormon view is altogether different from what Lewis and the Orthodox Church believes. He goes on to say in this section on page 311 of the book Mormon America, deification on the Orthodox understanding is to be interpreted in terms of the distinction between the divine essence and the divine energies. Human beings share by God's mercy in his energies, but not in his essence, either in the present age or in the age to come. That is to say, in theosis, the saints participate in the grace, power, and glory of God, but they never become God by essence. And you would think that Mormons should understand this, because the God of Mormonism, he is God in essence. If the Lorenzo Snow couplet has any meaning at all when it says, as God is, 
man may be, and since they don't believe that God is a distinct species from humans, you would think that they would disagree with Eastern Orthodox theosis. Why do they keep making this comparison? We in the Western Church do accept glorification of the body. Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. But glorification of the body and being with Jesus forever in heaven doesn't make us into little g gods at all. There's no divinity that comes into us, but rather we will always be lesser than our Father and Jesus, and we will worship him forever in heaven. But yet you have Mormon leaders such as Spencer W. Kimball in his book, The Miracle of Forgiveness, that makes it very clear that when a Mormon becomes a god, he is going to have the attributes of God, including omniscience and omnipotence. What do you do with that as a Latter-day Saint? Obviously, that is not what they teach in Eastern Orthodoxy. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism. Introducing Christianity to Mormons, a new book by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson is set to be released on September 13th. But if you'd like to get an early copy, Eric will be at the Utah Lighthouse Bookstore on Saturday, September 10th from noon to 5, and will be happy to sign your copy. Now, the bookstore is located right there at 1358 South and West Temple, which is just west of the Smith Ballpark in Salt Lake City. Once again, it's all happening on Saturday, September 10th from noon to 5 p.m. We'll see you there.